Welcome to Zichud Av Siman, Mi'am Rabbi Avram Goldar, and today we're Zichud Zuma, Daf Samach Zayin. The sixth parak, Shnei Se'iri Yom Kippurim. The pop quiz will be on a separate file. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, the next Mishnah describes the Ishi'iti's trek to the Azazel Cliff, where ten sukkahs were set up intermittently along the way. At each sukkah they would say to him, here is food and here is drink. That was taught in a brisa. No one ever had a need for this food and drink. So why did they offer to him? Rather, it was offered because the hunger of one who has bread in his basket doesn't compare to the hunger of one who does not have bread in his basket. Point number two is Tana Bryce said originally they would tie the Lushan Shulzahoris on the doorway of the Ulam on the outside. Hilbin Hayusmechin. If it turned white, they rejoiced. Well, Hilbin Hayusmechin was Baishin. But if it didn't turn white, they were despondent and ashamed. They therefore instituted they should tie it on the door of the Ulam on the inside. But people would still peek in and see what happened to it. They therefore instituted that they should tie half of the strip on a rock and half of the strip on the goat's horns. Rabbi Nachum Bar Papa said in the Merulazar HaKapar, originally they would tie the strip of red wool on the door of the Ulam on the inside. And as soon as the goat reached the wilderness and was pushed off the cliff, the strip would turn white, and they knew that the mitzvah of the seer was complete. As it says in the Pasuk, If your sins will be like crimson, they will become white, like snow. And point number three, was taught in the Brisa, Azazel, Kasha. The term Azael indicates that the mountain should be harsh and rugged. Rush explains the word El means strong. It might be thought that the seer can be sent to a mountain in a populated place. The Torah therefore states, Bemidbar in the wilderness. And from where do we know that it must be a cliff? The Torah therefore states, Gezera, meaning cut sharply, such as a cliff. A Brisa was taught in Yeshiva Rabbi Yishmael, Azazel, Shemachapa, Maisa Uzava Azael. The term Azazel indicates that it atones for the act of Uzzah and Azael. Rashi explains that this refers to the two Malachim of destruction who descended to earth in the days of Naama, the sister of Tuvalkain, and proceeded to cohabit with the Dars of men. They represent the sin of adultery for which the Seir comes to atone. So once again, the three points are number one. The next mission describes the Ishiti's trek to the Azazel cliff where ten sukkahs were set up intermittently along the way. At each sukkah, they would say to him, here is food and here is drink. It was taught in a brisa. No one ever had a need for this food and drink. So why did they offer to him? Rather, it was offered because the hunger of one who has bread in his basket doesn't compare to the hunger of one who does not have bread in his basket. Point number two is taught in a brisa that originally they would tie the Lushan Shalzahoris on the doorway of the Ulam on the outside. If it turned white, they rejoiced. But if it didn't turn white, they were despondent and ashamed. They therefore instituted that they should tie on the door of the Ulam on the inside. But people would still peek in and see what happened to it. They therefore instituted they should tie half of the strip on a rock and half of the strip on the goat's horns. Rabbi Nachman Bar Papa said in the name of Rebbe Lazar Akapar, originally they would tie the strip of red wool on the door of the Ulam on the inside. And as soon as the goat reached the wilderness and was pushed off the cliff, the strip would turn white, and they knew that the mitzvah of the seer was completed. As it says in the Pasuk, If your sins will be like crimson, they'll become white, like snow. And point number three is taught in a brisa azazel, she is za'az v'kasha. The term azazel indicates that the mountain should be harsh and rugged. Rush explains that the word el means strong. 
It might be thought that Sir can be sent to a mountain in a populated place. The Torah therefore states, Bamidbar in the wilderness. And from where do we know that it must be a cliff? The Torah therefore states, Gezer, meaning cut sharply, such as a cliff. A bride was taught in the Yeshiva Rabbi Shmoel, Azazel, Shemechapro Maisel Uzava Azael. The term Azazel indicates that it atones for the act of Uza and Azael. Rashi explains that this refers to the two Malachim of destruction, who descend to earth in the days of the Amma, the sister of Tuvalkain, and proceed to cohab with the daughters of men. They represent the sin of adultery for which the Seir comes to atone. All right, so now we go to Simper Dov Zayn, and this sim was suggested to us by Shalom Fried from Woodmere, New York, and Richard Berry from Passaic, New Jersey. They both suggested Samach Zayn is a sizzling barbecue. So here goes. The ravenous Bachrim at the barbecue, sitting at tables laden with baskets of bread, keenly watch in anticipation for the red strip meat indicator to turn white, while enjoying their view from on top of the harsh and rugged mountain next to a cliff. Once again, it's slow motion. The ravenous Bachrim at the barbecue, barbecue, that must be more enough, Samach Zayn, sizzling barbecue. The ravenous Bachrim at the barbecue, sitting at tables laden with baskets of bread, which reminds us the next mission describes the Ishiti's trek to the Azazal cliff, where ten sukkahs were set up intermittently along the way, and at each sukkah they would say to him, Hari Mazan, Hari Maim, here's food and here's drink. That was taught in a brisa, that no one ever had a need for this food and drink, so why did they offer it to him? Rather, it was offered because the hunger of one who has bread in his basket doesn't compare to the hunger of one who does not have bread in his basket. So the ravenous Bachrim at the barbecue, sitting at tables laden with baskets of bread, keenly watching in anticipation for the red strip meat indicator to turn white. Which reminds us, it was taught in a brisa that originally they would tie the Lushan shells of Horus on the door with the Ulm on the outside, and if it turned white, they rejoiced. But if it didn't turn white, they were despondent and ashamed. They therefore instituted they should tie it on the door of the Ulm on the inside, but people would still peek in and see what happened to it. They therefore instituted they should tie half of the strip on a rock, and half of the strip on the goat's horns. Rabbi Nachum Bar Papa said, and then Rabbi Lazar Al-Kapar, originally they would tie the strip of red wool on the door of the Ulam on the inside. And as soon as the goat reached the wilderness and was pushed off the cliff, the strip would turn white. And they knew that the midst of the seer was complete. As it says in the Yelbinu. If your sins will be like crimson, they will become white, like snow. So the ravenous Bachrim at the barbecue, sitting at tables laden with baskets of bread, keenly watched in anticipation for the red strip meat indicator to turn white, while enjoying their view from on top of the harsh and rugged mountain next to a cliff. Which reminds us, it was taught in a brisa Azazel, Shia Azvakasha. The term Azazel indicates that the mountain should be harsh and rugged. It might be thought that the seer can be sent to a mountain in a populated place. The Torah therefore states, Bemidbar in the wilderness. And from where do we know that it must be a cliff? The Torah therefore states, Gezerah, meaning cut sharply, such as a cliff. A price was taught in Yeshiva Rishmoel, Azazel, Shemechapra Maisa Uza Azael. The term Azazel indicates that it atones for the act of Uza and Azael. Rashi explains that this refers to the two Malachim of destruction who descended to earth in the days of Naamah, the sister of Tuvalkain, and proceeded to a cohabit with the daughters of man. They represent the sin of adultery for which the Seir comes to atone. So once again, the ravenous Bachrim at the barbecue sitting at tables laden with baskets of bread, keenly watched in anticipation for the red strip meat indicator to turn white while enjoying their view from on top of the harsh and rugged mountain next to a cliff. All right, now it's time for a four-block back Chazorah. Dav Samech Gimel. So the symbol of Samech Gimel is a segue. So here goes. The segue tour. Segue tour. That must be more on Dav Samech Gimel. The segue tour of the Sir Azaze outdoor exhibit 
past two shakti yom kippur goats and a pesach shakti stam, which reminds on daf some base some base where chizda said that one is high for shaking the two goats before the lottery outside of the base of migdash even though they're not fit at that time for the type of carbon for which they were designated, since each could be offered for a different type of carbon, such as the Musa. The Gemara here asks, if in fact Rav Chisto holds to the principle of Hoyo, based on another statement of his, where he says that if one shakted a Pesach outside the temple during the rest of the year, if he shakted it not for its own sake, but for the sake of a Shlamim, he is Chayef. This implies that if he had shakted it Stam, with no intent at all, it would be considered Lishmo, and he would be Pater. Now why would this be so? Let us apply Hoyo and say, that since it's fit if it were not offered for its own sake, but as a shlamming, he should be chayv if he shakes it outside without specific intention. The Gemara answers that this is not a valid comparison. Hasan boyakira, haywo boyakira. The Pesach requires a conscious uprooting of its designation as a Pesach to a shlamim, and until this occurs, the animal is not fit to be offered inside. The goat of Yom Kippur, however, does not require a conscious uprooting of its designation for it to be used as a chattis. Rashi explains that this is because the inner goat and the goat brought as a musaf are both Chattas offering. So the segue to the Sir Zaza outdoor exhibit, Pastu Shechted Yom Kippur Coats, and a Pesach Shechted Stam, and a Sir Zazo that was not exclusive to Hashem, which reminds the Gemara seeks the source for the ruling on Daf Samach Beisam Beis, that if one Shechted the Sir Zaza outside the base of Migdash, after the lottery was drawn, he's Pater. So it was taught in Bryce that the Pesach regarding the prohibition of Shechting outside the base of Migdash says, and to the entrance of the Omod, he did not bring it to offer as an offering to Hashem. One might think, to include the Sarla Zazel in the prohibition, given that it's fit to be brought to the old Moed for the drawing of the lots. The Torah therefore states, Lashem, to offer as an offering to Hashem, implying specifically, Mishim Yuchadim Hashem, those animals that are designated exclusively for Hashem, excluding the Sarla Zazel, which is not designated exclusively for Hashem, but is sent to Asazel. So the Segway tour, the Sarla Zazel outdoor exhibit, past two Shakti Yom Kippur goats, and a Pesach Shakti Stam, and a Sarla Zazel that was not exclusive to Hashem, while a little boy was being told his seven-day-old goat wasn't eligible yet to be tossed down the cliff. Which reminds the more brother Bryce that taught that the source in an animal less than eight days old cannot be designated as a sarla zazo as the pasuk that states, and from the eighth day on, Yeratzel carbon Ishel Hashem. It shall be acceptable for a fire offering to Hashem. The word Hashem is coming to include a sarla zazo that it too cannot be brought from an animal that is less than eight days old. The Gemara says that this implies that if the Torah had not specifically included the Sarla Zazel in the prohibition, one would have thought it could be sent out even though it's premature. Now how could this be? The lottery cannot assign a goat for Hashem unless it's fit to be offered to Hashem. And since it's not known which goat will be selected for Hashem, both of them need to be eligible and at least eight days old. The Gemara presents a number of answers. One answer is, is that the Tanah's Rabbi Shimon who holds that if one of the goats died after the lots were cast, another goat is brought without casting lots. The Pasuk is needed to teach that even in such a case, the Azazel goat must be at least eight days old. Dav Samachdal. So the Simmer Dav Samachdal is a secret agent. So here goes. The secret agent, secret agent, that must be more in Dav Samachdal. The secret agent spying out the criminal Schlachthaus, where they pushed animals off a cliff as their form of Shechita, which reminds us, the Gemara Dav Samachdal on the base asked why the Torah need to teach that a Sarah Azazel cannot be premature, and two answers were given. So on this note, Rav says it's needed in a case in which one who sold the goat to the temple had a seriously ill person in the house, and he slaughtered the mother of this goat on Yom Kippur in order to feed that person. The Pasuk tells me to teach that the offspring of that goat may not be used as a Sarah Azazel, since it's not permitted to be shechted until the next day, 
due to the prohibition of shechting a mother animal and its son on the same day. In this sense, it's considered premature. The Gemara objects to this answer. The Torah said only, you shall not shecht an animal and its offspring on the same day. And this, referring to shoving the girl off the cliff, is not shechita. The Gemara answers that they say in the West, referring to Eretz Yisrael, shoving the goat off the cliff is tantamount to shechita. So the secret agent spying out the criminal schlacht house, where they pushed animals off a cliff as their form of shechita, snuck inside while two shochim argued about whether live animals can be rejected. Which reminds the Mishnah Duff Samach Beis Amadov stated that if a goat died after the lots were cast, the Kongala must bring another pair and cast lots upon them. And if the one for Azazel died, he should say, let the one upon which the lot for Azazel fell take its place, and the second goat should then be left to graze until it becomes blemished. The more brings about focus here regarding which goat is called the second one. Rav says, the second goat of the first pair should be offered, and the second goat of the second pair shall graze. Rabbi Yochanan says, the second goat of the first pair should graze, and the second goat of the second pair should be offered. The Gemara explains that Rab holds living things do not become permanently rejected from the Mizbech. Once the goat for Azazel was replaced, the first goat for Hashem becomes valid again. Rabbi Yochanan holds living things can become permanently rejected. When the goat for Azazel died, its mate became permanently disqualified, and the goat from the second pair must be used. So the secret agent spying out the criminal schlacht house, where they pushed animals off a cliff as their form of shechita, snuck inside while two shochtim argue about whether live animals can be rejected, and intercepted a message with the cryptic words, it shall be stood alive. Which reminds us, Rav has said a precise reading of our Mishnah accords with Rav, while Bryce accords with Rabbi Yochanan. The Mishnah taught, they should say, that if the one for Hashem died, let the one upon which the lot for Hashem take its place. This implies that only the dead goat for Hashem is replaced, while the other one for Azazel remains ready to be offered. The Bryce that supports Rabbi Yochanan says that when the Pusik states, referring to the Azazel goat, it shall be stood alive, it implies, but not that its fellow goat died. If the goat for Hashem died, the original Azazel goat is no longer fit for service. The Gemara asks how the words, it shall be stood alive, imply this ruling, and answers, The words shall be stood alive in the future tense imply that it stands now for the first time and not that it stood previously. Daf Samachay, so the Simmer Samachay is sheep. So here goes. It was a hard day for the flock of sheep. Sheep, that must be more Daf Samachay. It was a hard day for the flock of sheep when they watched their friend the Sirul Azazel die before the blood applications of the Sirul Hashem were done. Which reminds the Mishnah Daf Samach Beis Amid Olive stated that the Rabbi Yudah said, Mesa Mishdoleach Yishafech Adam. If the Sirul Azazel died before the blood of the Sirul Hashem could be sprinkled, the blood of the Sirul for Hashem must be poured out. The Gemara here adds that it's understandable that when the blood of the Sirul for Hashem spilled, that the Sirul Azazel must be left to die because the mitzvah of the Sirul Hashem, referring to the throwing of its blood, has not yet been carried out. But in the case in which the Sirul Azazel died, why must it be replaced such that a new lottery needs to be carried out and the blood of the Sirul Hashem spilled out? The mitzvah of the Sirul Azazel has already been carried out. The only avoda that is essential for the Sirul Azazel is the performance of the lottery. The Gemara answers that it was said in the Yeshiva Rabbi Yana that the Pasuk concerning the Sirul Azazel states, It shall be stood alive before Hashem to atone. This implies that it's necessary to be alive until the blood applications of its fellow goat, which affects Kapara, are completed. 
If there's zero Azazel dies beforehand, a new goat must be brought to complete the Yom Kippur Avodah. So it was a hard day for the flock of sheep when they watched their friend, the Sirah Azazel, die before the blood applications of the Sirah Hashem were done, and then heard that the par and Sirah that were lost and found cannot be used next year. Which reminds the Gemara brings a bright where the rules that in a case where residents of a town sent their moxie's shackle coin to the base of Migdash, and they were subsequently lost and then found after other coins were contributed, the original coins are credited to the contributors for the following year. Rava said the Rebuta holds Chobosh Hoshana Zo, Kravos Hoshana Abba. Obligations designated for this year may be offered during the following year. Abai challenged Rabba's explanation of Yudah from Abraisa, where Rabbi Yehuda ruled that in a case where the par and the seer of Yom Kippur were lost and then found after others were separated and offered in their place, Kulon Yamusu, all the original animals should be left to die. According to Rabba's explanation, these animals should be left for the following year. The Gemara will bring three resolutions that are rejected. So it was a hard day for the flock of sheep when they watched their friend, the Sirah Azazel, die before the blood applications of the Sirah Hashem were done, and then heard that the part and Sirah that were lost and found cannot be used next year, even though old funds may be used for Kabbana Tzibur. Which reminds us, Rabbi responded to Abai that the Yom Kippur parents here are different than the Shkani since they are Kaban Sibur, which are purchased with funds purchased from the Trumas Elishka, and starting with Rosh Kodesh Nisan, they may not be purchased with last year's funds. This is in accordance with the teaching of Bitavi in the name of Yoshi regarding the Pasuk that states, Zos Oz Chodesh Bechad Shou Bechad this is in the O of Rosh Chodesh at its renewal for the months of the year. The Torah is teaching that Chadesh v'habli karpim v'trumachadasha. Renew the sacrificial service and bring me an offering from a new separation, meaning from funds from the newly collected Shkoyim. This is the reason that found animals may not be used for the Yom Kippur vote of the following year. The Gemara brings a number of objections, one being that Rav Yehuda said in the name of Shmuel that while it's a mitzvah to bring the offerings from the new funds, if one brought them from the old funds, he has fulfilled his chiyuv, just not in the optimal way. So the Simmer Daf Samachvav is sewing and we use a tailor. So here goes. The old-fashioned tailor's guild, tailor's guild, that must be more in Daf Samachvav for sewing. The old-fashioned tailor's guild, known for its strict rule, forbidding selling last year's Yom Kippur sweaters, lest one wear it on the wrong day, which reminds us, Rubber presents an alternative answer why Rabbi Yudah does not permit the last part and seer of Yom Kippur that were subsequently found to be used the following year. He says, it is a gezer mishum tekala, a decree out of concern for a mishap that might be committed with the animals should they be kept alive. The Gemara clarifies that the concern is a tekala de hakrava, a concern that someone might get preoccupied with them and actually bring them as karbanas before Yom Kippur. However, there is no concern of a takalata hakrava for animals that are sent to graze, which are not fit for offering, because one will not be preoccupied with them to come to offer them improperly. So the old-fashioned tailor's guild, known for its strict rule, forbidding selling last year's Yom Kippur sweaters lest one wear it on the wrong day, made a proclamation that any member who did not carry a sick goat on his shoulder, which reminds us the next mission is to discuss the confession that the Kongadal says on the Sirmish and the process for sending the goat out of the base of Migdash. The Gemara brings a Bryce that presents three questions which were present to Rebbe Hazar, and in each case he was evasive in answering. Number one, if the goat became sick, what is the lacha as to whether the designee should carry it out to the cliff on his shoulder? Number two, if the one designated to send it out took sick, what is the lacha as to whether he should send it out through someone else? And number three, if he shoved the goat off the cliff and it did not die, what is the lacha as to whether he must go down and kill it? The Chabim answered that if the goat became sick, he should carry it on his shoulders. If the designee became sick, he should send it out through someone else. And if the goat did not die, he should go down and kill it. Another Bryce explains that Rebbe was not being evasive because he didn't know how to respond. Rather, it's because he would not say anything that he'd never heard from his Rebbe. So the old-fashioned tailor's guild, known for its strict rule, forbidding selling last year's Yom Kippur sweaters, lest one wear it on the wrong day, made a proclamation that any member who did not carry a sick goat on his shoulder would get one of three alternative punishments. 
for the same sin. Which reminds me, it was taught in the Brisa that a wise woman asked Rabbi Yezer, since the various acts of serving the eagle are equally prohibited, why were the deaths of those who served it not the same? Well, she explains that there were three types of deaths, the sword, a plague, and hydrogen, a swelling of the stomach. Rabbi Yezer was evasive. The Gemara brings Malachokas Rabbin Leib regarding the reason one said that the one who slaughtered a carbon or burn incense was killed by the sword. If he embraced or kissed it, he was killed by the plague, and if he was inwardly happy that people served it, he was punished with hydrogen. The other one explained that those who had Adim and Hasra were killed by the sword. If they just had Adim, they died by the plague, and if they had neither, they died by hydrogen. All right, that concludes today's share. This is Rabbi Ram Golden wishing you a great day and great learning.